Welcome back to season 11, episode 37 of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast, where we bring you extraordinary lectures for the DocSF experience held in San Francisco in 2023. My name is Dr. Stefano Bini, and I will be your host for this podcast. In our next episode, we talk about regenerative medicine. We, in fact, have three talks on very cool stuff that's happened in the world of biotech that we thought you should hear about. So please join me as we welcome Dr. Tobias Winkler from the Charité in Berlin to talk about their work. So we are... Uh almost at the end of DocSF this year. The last session probably is going to raise some eyebrows in, in the audience because it's not related to sensors and AI, robotics. But as Stefano has mentioned uh, during these days, DocSF is not just that. DocSF is not working in a silo, not looking what's happening outside. And there is a field that is progressing as fast as probably AI and, and technologies that we've been discussing these days, and that's regenerative medicine. And eventually, this world will collide. And so here today, we are presenting three very established researchers and accomplished researchers with novel ideas. With me to moderate this panel is Lee Grossman, CEO of REF. Lee, you want to say... Two words about yourself. Two words about myself. Well, it's an honor to be here. I mean, Stefano and Tad, this is a, just an incredible conference. I hope that it continues to grow and that you are committed to this over many, many years. And in many ways, I feel fortunate to be up here. I think we've saved perhaps the best for last, even though this whole conference has been a matter of the best being presented. There is certainly a really important piece of technology that can be incorporated into regenerative medicine. It's an important aspect of OREF. At the recent Academy meeting in Vegas at our major event, our keynote presentation was on regenerative medicine focused around anti-aging and senescent cells. So I'm excited to hear our speakers today and I'm sure they're going to wow you. All right, so let's start. So here, Tobias is an orthopedic surgeon at the Center for Musculoskeletal Surgery at the Charité in Berlin, Germany. He's also an accomplished researcher with an interest, obviously, in regenerative medicine. Tobias, Tobias, it's yours. Thank you, Fabrizio, for the introduction. I will lead you through the clinical studies that we are doing at the moment in regenerative at the Charité in Berlin, which is my home base. I'm, as said, an orthopedic surgeon. So 50% of my time I spent in the OR and the rest I'm thinking about my projects and leading these clinical studies. And we also wrap these clinical studies in mechanism of action studies. And this is one very important thing actually that I want to convey here. The first is about muscle regeneration. You can see these two videos where we understand actually how people function. If you have a good muscle function, then you have 260% of your body weight in your joints. If you have a bad muscle function, then you have 360% of your body weight in your joint because the coordination doesn't work. And this is only one problem, of course, if you have muscle damages around the hip in this case. These are measurement prostheses of the hip. We started collaborating after a lot of different work with an Israeli biotech company, isolating with a scalability of 20,000 therapeutic units, placental-derived mesenchymal stromal-like cell that we checked in various approaches, actually, for their therapeutic effects. These cells are 
highly anti-inflammatory, immunomodulatory, and they also lead to an anti-apoptosis and myoblast migration. We characterize these cells, they're very similar to MSCs, but do not differentiate. And what we saw was if we inject this in a traumatized muscle, you can see here the soleus muscle of a rat. Also, when we inject these cells immediately, we got an increase in contraction force of the muscle. We then went into a phase one, two study where we did this after uh, primary hip arthroplasties and saw an increase in force and also a decrease in perioperative stress. This is why we then designed a phase three trial. We changed the indication. We went to hip fracture patients because these, of course, have due to the second hit of the operation after the trauma, also an increased perioperative stress. We implanted arthroplasties there, injected the cells in order to improve mobility in these patients. We received money from the European Union, gathered a, a large team, and also managed to recruit 240 patients. I wrote there, do you see SARS-CoV-2? Because always when you see a flattening of the curve, that was when a wave hit and we had to somehow manage this. But what we did not see was a reflection of a force increase in the primary endpoint. And this is a discussion that should be led in our societies. How do we choose our endpoints for our trials? Because this is a very complex one, the short physical performance, battery, standing, balancing, standing up and walking. And we did not see any change in our cohorts. However, what we saw was that we saw in our insole measurements, so it's a digital conference, we have measurement insoles where we can see the balance of the patient. patients. We saw an earlier weight-bearing symmetry in these patients, which was very interesting after half a year. And if we compared it to our phase one, two study in blue, this is the placebo, the y-axis is the abduction strength, we could see an increase in strength over one year. So with a significant power. We have four kilograms increased weight, uh, not weight, but force in a 15 kilogram force. So we couldn't translate it. So we're still exploring what we do with this therapeutic that works obviously, but we couldn't translate it to our primary endpoint. The second study that I want to present to you is a phase one, two study for osteoarthritis, where we make use of things that we know from plasma therapies, which is that a product that is anti-inflammatory will also create a better atmosphere for an osteoarthritic patient. We look a lot into plasma therapies. This is our basic work actually, or our clinical work. But what we do also in the preclinical evaluation is that we look at different cells and how they contribute to healing in osteoarthritis. CD31 cells, for example, stromal vascular fraction. This is not a cell therapy, as you know, and also our placental derived cells. We use the Duncan Hartley model there, which is a model of an idiopathic osteoarthritis. So you do not have to resect any meniscus or any cruciate ligaments in order to uh, get this going. So this is very close to the human osteoarthritis. We look at these animals in the MRI and in histology. And what we saw here is that the placental derived cells do actually conserve the status of the osteoarthritis, which was very interesting to us, actually. They address also the factors that we do want to address in osteoarthritis with the immunomodulation, and they counteract key pathways of osteoarthritis. So again, we brought together a very renowned community of osteoarthritis researchers. This is based mainly in Europe, in the muscle regeneration. We had also some American sites and received money from the European Union. And now I'm just about to start a phase one, two trial using these cells in osteoarthritis.
Of course, we also have functional gait analysis with this and a lot of biomarker analysis that we do, as we do in all our studies, because we want to really go into the mechanism of action there. This is also a digital application that we test there because we know to studies based on studies from Georg Duda and Nick Brisson, uh, Bryson, that after ACL reconstruction, we can have an exhibit a pathological movement pattern that in the end leads to osteoarthritis. And we can, with this Reflex Help, it's a Romanian-German company, with this sensor-based rehabilitation program, we can reprogram actually the patients in a way that these pathological movement patterns are corrected. So this is also embedded in the Osteoarthritis Consortium Proto. These are the cooperators there. What we also do is we look in bone regeneration. I do not need to tell you, a lot of you are orthopedic surgeons, that humeral head fractures are a big problem actually. They are a fracture of the elderly. We use these angle stable plates. You will use maybe other plates, but it's basically the same systems for fixing them, but the outcome is a disaster. So also in our cohorts, we have up to 30% loss of reduction and also screw cutouts. So not all of these patients are reoperated, but this is a huge problem actually due to the bad bone quality. We at the Charité have a lot of pre-work, of preclinical work done on bone healing. This is actually an expertise of the Julius Wolf Institute where I'm also working. And uh, K. Schmidt-Blake found that iloprost, that's a prostacyclin analogon, can by a shift of the immunomodulation, it does a lot of good stuff actually. It shifts the CD8, CD4 ratio, the M1, M2 ratio via a CAMP rise. We can thereby increase the fracture healing. We found that this is very beneficial in the animal and started a phase one, two trial where we use this repurposing drug that we apply via catheter, as can be seen here, to heal the fractures better. The problem is this, we have a lot of exclusion criteria. We have I screened now 280 patients and we included today the 10th. So you can imagine we had a hard fight with the regulatory bodies here because they do not want to do, actually they want to be very cautious and this is a problem of recruitment then. We look at radiological clinical endpoints of healing. We also do a lot of biomarker studies there that explain to us how this therapy works. This is the same approach that we do in all our clinical studies. So we bounce it back to animals, we bounce it back to the lab to see why we find then an effect or not. The last slides, I want to show you a foundation that we just established. It's the Alliance for Advanced Therapies in Orthopedics. Why did we do that? Because we wanted to actually, these are a group of people that whom we met last year already. This year it will be in two weeks, the conference. What we want to do is we want to bring quality in the field of regenerative medicine and of advanced therapies. We do this for the musculoskeletal field. It's a big field, as you know, we heard it a lot. And you said it, Fabrizio, the advanced therapies are rising. They are through the roof. Everybody seems to be doing advanced therapies, but the quality is something that we really have to explore and we really have to warrant for our patients. And this is something that we really try to push with our foundation. So with this, I want to thank you for your attention. I'm through with my talk. I wanted to give you a picture of what kind of clinical studies we make and, as I said, which kind of accompanying studies we do because only to do a clinical study and have an endpoint brings you nothing. You also need to understand why something works or why it doesn't work. Thank you very much. <clears throat>
Thank you for listening to the Digital Orthopedist Podcast. If you find the talks as informative and topical as we do, please share this podcast with friends and leave us a nice review on your podcast player of choice. It would mean a lot to us if you did. 